Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your host Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 56 of the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to encourage, equip, and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world. Sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? What is up? So what the listeners don't know is I have introed this podcast 55 times so far. <laughs> but now today it's 58 times because I could not get it right. Because I don't write it down. You know, I don't write it down. Hey, we've, we will still call you one take. One take well, gingy. I don't know about that. <laughs> one take <laughs> gingy. So I have had, we've had a lot of good episodes and we've had a lot of like, I get text messages, but I have to say Rita Springer's episode Ooh. is up there with Candace Payne mm. and people texting me and going with the mind blown uh, emoji. Yep. 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 What? She brought the hammer. She did, man. Such depth. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. what's your excuse, everyone out there listening? Where's your wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian, you want to take a quick moment and tell the listeners about our fine sponsor, Planning Center Online. I do. I do so badly. Okay. So Planning Center has this app called Church Center. Okay. It's a free app. And if you, if you use certain Planning Center applications, you can give people in your church access to the church center app and here and here's what that will do for you um they can check in their families they can handle their giving they can join small groups uh they can manage their own personal profile so you can see a picture of them so you know who bob smith is who are we talking about bob smith let's check the church center app here's this picture um and they can register for events it's like a centralized deal for the people in your congregation and they help you manage their own profile. So you can learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. True or false. Kanye's new album is going to be called church center. (laughs) Dude, I heard, I did I hear that there's another one coming. Yeah. And it's going to be produced by Dr. Dre. Whoa. I mean, come on. Come on, somebody. See, I had an album and it was produced by Dr. Pepper. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So did you ever back in the day watch the show Scrubs? Uh, A little bit, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So so you had uh, one of the doctors who was like the overseer of all the student doctors. Mm. And he, what the one girl messed up one day and he goes, are you a real doctor or a doctor like Dr. Pepper's a doctor? (laughs) (laughs) It always made me laugh. So funny. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, dude, it was really good. We ate food and then we literally just hung out. It was awesome. Got a win at Fortnite. I mean, it was great. Nice. Nice. Dude, how'd the food come out? Did you, cause I know you can cook. Let's be honest. I mean, I loved the, so when I was a kid, my parents owned restaurants. And so I, I worked there. I was like, whoever didn't show up, that's what I did. So sometimes I was like a cashier. Sometimes I would, you know, like the host who would seat people. Sometimes I washed dishes. Um, many times I was a cook. And so I would like short order breakfast cook. I did that. I'd I'd spend Sunday afternoon frying chicken, you know, 
Like, yeah. So I, I just have been around it all my life. So we, uh, we volunteered to bring the dressing this oh. year. So we made. What's the corn- difference between stuffing and dressing? This is my understanding. If it's, it is stuffing if you stuff it inside the bird. Okay. It is dressing if you don't do that. So we didn't do that because somebody else was cooking the turkey and we yeah. actually had two turkeys. Oh, it was a double, oh. it was a double, double turkey Thanksgiving. So sounds like your Thanksgiving was a banger. <laughs> it was a banger. So my, my sister hosted us and uh, her brother has a big green egg. Oh, which nice. is this really f- kind of fancy grill of sorts. And, uh, so he did one on the green egg and then they did one in the oven and we brought the dressing. Let's go. And we ate. And nice. so it's really funny. If you're friends with me on Facebook or you follow me on my personal Instagram, you saw a picture of my 88 year old mother yes. who somehow figured out how to open my iPhone, which I don't understand with the facial recognition. <laughs> and I get back to my phone and there's all these selfies she has taken of herself and selfie videos as well. As well. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And the one, That's fantastic. she even put it in portrait mode. It's like this crazily amazing selfie. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And she was afraid she broke it. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. So this weekend, we're going into the first weekend of December, right? Yeah, it was a, yeah, man. All right. Advent. So, do you start the Christmas music this weekend? Um, we are, so we're doing a series for December called Vintage Christmas. Okay. And it doesn't start until next weekend. So this weekend is the final weekend of a giving, like a stewardship series. And so we're just doing one Christmas song. The rest are regular. And then nice. we'll, we'll jump into full Christmas next week. What okay, about, what good. about you? We, uh, this week we're coming out. We're doing Light of the World. From Lauren Daigle. Nice. And so um, there's a lady. I have not heard her sing yet. But when every time her name comes, like this church, for for being the size that it is and where it is in Florida, like we're not really near any super big cities where there's like big music scenes, but mm-hmm. we have some ridiculously good talent, right? Nice. And so we have two girls in their early 20s that just literally throttle it every weekend. And there's this new girl, Laura, who, and they're like, no, Laura can sing. And I'm like, really? And they're like, just wait, Laura can sing. So nice. I'm can like, you imagine I'm was, super excited. If it was Lauren Daigle in a, in a disguise and they just call her Laura. Oh my gosh. You want to hear a funny story? So a friend <laughs> of mine, we were chatting this last week and he's done a lot of cool stuff on the road. Like he used to do monitors for Michael W. Smith and just all this cool stuff. And so he's telling me the story of like, yeah, about two and a half years ago, I got this phone call to do monitors for uh, this new up and coming artist. And it was like, Get to make sound like a Digico SD5 and like it was going to be this cool thing. And he goes, I just, I could, we had a family cruise built up and we were doing this. And doing, I just couldn't get away. Turns out it was Lauren Daigle. <laughs> He's like, kind of kicked myself. Holy but then again, Lord. it was like, it was the moment God like got him off the road and mm-hmm. he was able to like set up shop at home and all that kind of good stuff. Nice. So that's so good. <sighs> Does it feel good not having a big Christmas event this year? Um, when I stop and think about it, yes. And Kim keeps reminding me about how amazing it's going to be. I just, I've never done that before. And so it's totally, it's totally new. And so I'm, I, I guess I, I guess my answer is yes. I'm anxious to live it and see yeah. how it 
how it feels, but like I even like next week, you know, we have this, we have a pretty good system like of the week of, you know, Monday night every year is the same thing. Tuesday night, everything like it. And it's every night. Yeah. Um, it, and, and then we start on Friday, but this year it's just even one night of rehearsal and we have just wow. our regular service times. So yeah, it'll be, we're all kind of looking at each other going, this is new. <laughs> and I think yeah. we're going to really like it. <laughs> uh, dude, can we take, before we jump into the MVP section, can you talk a little bit? You, you, we were chatting yesterday and you made a comment that I have been thinking about pretty nonstop since then. So like God has wired you to be a systems guy. Mm-hmm. And you made a, a comment yesterday about like, when you don't know what to do, look at the system and the system will tell you what to do. Can you take just a little bit of time and maybe help kind of share a little bit about like what that means in your ministry and how somebody could take that and apply it to their own? Yeah. So like, um, I, I, I just tend to thrive best in within the context of a good system. And so I try to take a lot of time to write those systems. And so like, there are exceptions to this and it's not perfect, but like generally our weeks are, does, are within these systems. So like I know on Monday, this is what I need to be doing. And so if I, if I leave at the end of the day and I didn't do that thing, either something went wrong or I need to stay late and, and do that. And so like, um, we wrote a system for like Christmas for, for instance. So the week leading up Monday and it's not brain surgery, you know, so like Monday is a, is a tech night, you know, so we we have extra volunteers in, we're hooking up rental lights, we're decorating or whatever we're going to do. And then Tuesday is a night where we have just the rhythm section and all the soloists get like a 20 minute block with the rhythm, rhythm section uh, to run their song a couple of times. We do it with click. We work on some staging, but it's mostly like a musical rehearsal. Okay. Uh, and then we have, uh, we have a large children's choir that sings for this weekend every year. And so on Wednesday, that's children's choir night. They're there for like the first 45 minutes. It's 180 kids or so Shoo. with the rhythm section. We run their tunes a couple of times and then we go into, uh, rehearsal with, you know, if we're going to have strings or whatever, we run all the tunes with that. Um, and then Thursday is a, is we run it twice. We run everything twice, start to finish, no stops. Wow. And so like, that's a, that's a system that we, that we built for that. And so we're, I, I saw, I work best in that kind of situation where I'm not faced with, oh gosh, I'm not sure what, what to do tonight. Well, I yeah. know what to do tonight because the system tells me what to do. Like, and so for the weekend, um, we're trying a little something new where on, we have Saturday night service. So our band comes at four o'clock on Saturday, our singers come yeah. at four 30 because the singers have had their own, just a vocal rehearsal on Wednesday night, no instruments except me oh, at wow. the keyboard, just uh, picking parts. And so, um, that's our, that's kind of a newer system for us. So Wednesday's vocals only Saturday band at four singers join at four 30. We run everything twice. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my thing. Dude, that's so good. I, I, that's one of the things I've had to really get where I'm at now because I, I took a significant jump in the amount of technology of how long it takes to program lights, getting stuff right, you know what I mean? Running some tracks and make sure everything's sounding right and all that kind of stuff. So, so like, so I know on Monday, if I, 
if because the problem is if when you it's it would feel like the larger the situation the lord moves you into the more moving parts there are and so what happens is like if i don't get to something on monday now everything is out of whack absolutely man the because details. now i get to tuesday and because like you know if i didn't finish programming the lights on monday they got to be finished at some point yeah. or else you're not gonna have yeah. lights on 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 sunday you know what i mean like yeah. so like so i've had to get which is very outside of my personality of like, all right, I have to do this on this day. This has to be done this day. And if you don't do those things, they're probably not going to get done or you're going to stay late. And so I'm really having to learn how to build these systems in place to set us always up for success. So I think that's really good. And I, that really hit me yesterday. Like, Oh dang, when I don't know what to do, the system will tell you what to do. Well, so, so I just thought that details. was good. So many details, even your, your most involved volunteer probably doesn't even grasp the number of details and for sure your congregation doesn't let's get into one of our fan favorite sections of the podcast that we like to call prayer concerns each week on the worship leader problems podcast we like to take a few minutes and read the prayer concerns that you guys get on your connection cards in your church and so what happens is we all put this section on our card where we ask for people how can we pray for you but instead of getting a prayer request all we get are complaints and so we like to read those because we feel like they help make the church world feel a little bit smaller when you realize you're not the only person dealing with sally so big tasty what do you got this week oh man i got some good ones okay so number one here's number one prayer concern number one while I was pregnant leading worship, a member told me I have a double chin while I sing. I just laughed and walked away crying. <laughs> Come on. Come on, fam. Uh, yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal, man. That's brutal. Like, I always, what do you say to people in that? You know what I mean? Like, you kind of want to be like, yeah, well, you're ugly. So <laughs> you're ugly and your mama dresses you funny. Yeah. 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 Well, your right eyebrow's thicker than your left eyebrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's brutal, man. And just, just the fact get, that no filter kicked in. I know. I need to go tell that person they have a double chin when they sing. Like, why yeah. would you? I, that's just not my deal. Could you do the Jeremy Road Rage? <laughs> and just give the thumbs up, smile, and walk away. Just don't exactly, say anything. Just give exactly. Up, and then just walk away. I have I have said to people some when something like that happens, I would I have said to them, you know, in twenty six years, I thought I'd heard it all, but I'd never Did, heard that one. What if you were to say? Did you just hear yourself out loud? <laughs> can you can we rewind the tape? Let's run that back. I want you to say it one more time. And I want you to think about what you just said. Yeah. Go ahead. Who hurt you? Yeah. Good night. Okay. Number two. I am the worship pastor at our church and I have an Afro. We received a quote prayer request on a connect card this past Sunday saying, please tell the worship girl to brush her hair. She looks unkempt. Oh my gosh. Turns out it was my husband. Apparently your podcast has inspired him to take full advantage of our connect cards. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like we finally arrived. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's so fantastic. Okay. Number three, I got boomer burned backstage before worship it came up that i'm leading a little kid at church uh, to learn guitar and i'm probably the last person who would be giving guitar lessons i said i'm definitely not a shredder an older gentleman on our team said yeah i mean you played you play chords that aren't even really chords i guess they work though <laughs> i love it dang okay number four last one 
One time, my team was leading worship on a Sunday morning. Everything was going fine until this one older lady started to yell at the sound man. All of us on stage were trying to get someone to stop her from being super distracting. The sound guy was talking in our in-ears to tell us to end worship because of how loud she was being. Everyone was already turned around, so we didn't know how to grab their attention back. Uh, We just had to pray to end worship. The worst thing she said was, quote, Do people pay you to do such a bad job? Because if I was Jesus, I would take all of your money. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> holy crap. I feel like that, you know, I don't try to say holy crap, but that's a holy crap moment. It pretty much is. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations, people. There you go. Wow. I take all your Well, money. hey guys, thank you so much for sending your prayer concerns into the Worship Leader Probs podcast. All you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab and we've got a form you can fill out. We don't ask for your name or your church's name. It is completely anonymous. Well, my man... Let's jump into part two with our new friend, Rita Springer. <laughs> no, I love is... it. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So we, we, we typically ask a lot of our, our people to come on, and I would just love to know, because of the amount of just golden wisdom that the Lord has bestowed upon you, like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that, like. I'm like, where's my pen and paper? <laughs> oh my God. Like, seriously, no, like, it is obvious that the Lord has anointed you, um, for for leadership and helping to resurrect worship leaders like that listening to you that makes sense that is i can see that has to be your calling like in our time together so like i would be really interested to hear from you like um if we could somehow gather all the worship leaders all the volunteers all the production guys throw them in this ginormous room and we gave Rita springer a mic and just said hey what's god got in your heart right now that you want to be able to share with them like what would you go share well, I think for me, the, 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 the biggest, I mean, I, I maybe it's the, this, the, the ep, epicenter in my guts that I yeah, think yeah. I thrive with. Um, I mean, I love to mentor, obviously, but in that mentoring thing is I, I, I usually give the question and whenever I'm talking to somebody, this always comes up. So that's why I said this is probably the epicenter of who I am. And that is identifying what your burn is. And when I say that, it's not what your gift is. I don't care about what your gift is right now. I care about what you're burning for. And that's different than what it is you're anointed to do. Mm. You can have an anointing to play the guitar. You could have an anointing to teach. You can have an anointing to do all these things. But in that anointing, what's actually burning underneath that anointing? So it's kind of like I would ask, what are you leaving in the atmosphere the minute you walk out of the room? So what lingers in the atmosphere around you when you walk out of the room, what stays in the atmosphere? Cause it could be rage. It could be anger. Yeah. And you could be burning for all the things that are the reasons why you can't get free. So to identify what we burn with is very different than the language that we're speaking today is what are you gifted for? Oh, well, she's gifted at this and he's gifted at that. And we shove all the creative expression in a department in the church and call it media or call it production when we're missing out that everybody has a creative language. We're all speaking this language and we all have to identify, oh, the pastor's creative language is this is how he finds his sermons. 
This is how God speaks to him. So what we're burning for is different than what we're anointed for. So when I found that out, and when I started asking the Lord about that question alone, like, what was I made to burn for? Um, for me, I, I, I kind of found my way there by recognizing what was constantly attacking me. Because oh, wow. I was so berated by the assault from the enemy that it started to this conversation with the Lord. You know, you want to fight the enemy off. You want to come out from under anxiety. You want to come out from under, under depression. The Lord started saying, then find out who it is I've called you to be. And once you find out who it is I've called you to be, you'll know exactly how to fight off your attack. Yeah. And so I went out to the Lord in that. And I think it's, it's, um, it's paramount to everything that we do because if you if you know that like for me it wasn't worship i'm like yeah i'm gifted i sit behind a piano i can play but what i do behind the piano is an overflow or an extension of what should already be going on on the inside of my spirit yeah so that what you're getting is an overflow or an extension of this relationship that god and i are having that's now leaking into the atmosphere. And so what I realized is everything that I write, everything that I say, everything that I talk to people about, everything that I dream of or do has courage attached to it. I want courage to light itself in the atmosphere, take someone by storm and wrap itself around them and pull them from the dirt. Mm. And so I realized, oh, I think I burn with encouragement. I think I burn with courage. So to to encourage somebody or to be one who encourages somebody, in the dictionary it says to throw courage on someone else. So I realized what I, I burned for in everything that I did was when I got on stage, when I got up in the morning. When I met with somebody to talk to them, when I mentored the dive school, when I did this, when I did that, it was to throw courage off of myself onto people that don't have it. And that's what people would say when they started emailing me about songs and listening to records and loving certain things. I felt like I could make it. I felt like God was healing me. I felt like God had seen me for the first time. And I'm like, right, 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 because i that's what I burn for. Mm. And I realized that primarily through that I was constantly attacked with discouragement. Mm. I would come home from events and I'd hear this, this soft, sweet voice of the devil say that I was amazing, that he'd seen what I'd done. He, he could not believe how many kids came forward for that night of worship. And then he would just cock his head to the side and say, why are you alone? Why does God not answer your prayer? Why are you? And there would be this flood of discouragement that would wash over me that would have me closing my blinds and being in a pit of darkness for days because God had totally forgotten me. So when I learned that, I tell my students this all the time, that when we're born, I'm convinced of this based on the Psalms. When you're born, Jeremy, um, when you're born, Brian, that hell hears a rumor about you. Every baby that's born, hell hears a rumor. And hell launches an immediate attack based on the rumor that heaven has said over that baby. And so the attack in your life from that moment on 
is because hell is trying to silence the rumors of heaven. Oh. Does, does that make sense? And so when you look back at people's fights or their the depression, look at the look at the epidemic of suicide. Yeah. If you want to pull the 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 percentages, I guarantee you if you sat down with even the the um pastors that um ha- have issue or are willing to um to come forward with their depression issues. Mm-hmm. I bet you 100% that those attacks have to do with what they burn with. And that the enemy has put an assault out on people um, that they no longer need to be here. When the reality is there's something about their life that's permeating the atmosphere that hell is so afraid of that if hell can kill them quick, then the atmosphere changes and hell gets to win. And that's the only reason why the epidemic of suicide is massive and anxiety is massive. To me, I'm looking around, I'm like, ooh, I know what to pray against. I'm going to pray against hell's assault on the creative and on the um, wisdom of the age. Mm. Because wisdom is being attacked so greatly that it's being crushed down into the ground and suicide rates are exponential because hell heard a rumor that these kids are gonna, these kids are gonna release glory. And hell's trying to kill them early on. So it's that thing. Once you, once you identify with it, that's what I'd say in a room full of people. I'd say, find out what you burn with and look in the opposite direction if you can't find it and see your attack. Ask me how many kids I've met with physical sickness, fibromyalgia, chronic issues, chronic pains, every one of them has a healing gift. Every one of them feels like they've been called to heal. It's like, huh, no wonder you're sick all the time. Just look in the opposite directions. For, for There are some people who have authority like you've never seen. When they get up on stage, they just carry this authority of the power of God. And I've sat in rooms with them and I'm like, you're depleted. You, the enemy assaults you all the time with you have no power all the time, they'll say. All the time. I I go to bed at night in darkness that I have absolutely nothing to offer. So it's just the opposite of what you're gifted for. The enemy, he's really not that smart. I mean, when you trace, it's almost a joke to me when I look at how the devil taunts Jesus in the New Testament. It's actually hilarious when you read it. Because Jesus comes off a 40-day fast, and the first thing the guy does is tries to entice him with like things that somebody that hadn't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights would actually be enticed by. And then says the most ridiculous stuff like throw yourself from the tallest port of the temple. And, and uh, the angels, you know, will all send angels to, to rescue. It's like the, the enemy had no authority. Like he didn't even have anybody that could do that for him. You know, it's like the most ridiculous, ridiculous attacks. And if we started actually knowing who we were, Jesus knew who he was. So he knew how to answer the, the devil with just, jeez, ah, buddy, the word says, the word says, the word yes. says. You know, he knew he had no authority. I know the devil has no authority in my life. Yeah. So when discouragement comes, I'm like, ah, you, you need to go away because I know I was made to, to, for courage and I don't have time anymore to be discouraged. So just, just get out of here. So he has to try new tactics because 
that game's been won. Mm. And I think that if we put that tool in the, in the hands of teens and twenties who are coming up in worship, the church would come alive. Not just with the power of people knowing who they were. Imagine the songs. Imagine the songs that these kids would write. Wow. Like imagine the way these kids would minister from, from the platform as, as leaders. If they knew who they were, they walked on stage knowing their identity is solid in Jesus and they know what they burn for so that they know how to fight off their attacker. Does that make sense? Oh my. <laughs> I, 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 it's like you're like straight talking to me, like, cause specifically like my number one spiritual gift is encouragement. Yep. And, and the perspective I'm getting into myself right now, as you are talking is like, like, I feel like somebody gave you a dossier of Jeremy Van Valkenburg. It was like, <laughs> Hey, Rita, go speak some life into this dude right now. So well, and that's, that's, I mean, it's a great way to start Jeremy because you sit down and you, Start writing out all the ways that, that the enemy comes after you. It will literally be in the opposite of courage. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Like literally, like the thought process when I lay down at night, like literally you're explaining my life right yeah. now. So yeah. yeah. And when you live on that, yeah, does it, does it still come? Is it still there? Do I still question God? I, my humanity will, yeah. but I just don't spend a lot of time in that. For me, I had to learn how to fight it. And so I became a lover of the prophetic Yeah, because prophecy is encouragement. Mm. So when I felt the dark billowing, you know, wave roll over me and I felt like I was suffocating under the darkness, I, the Lord was like, ask me for three faces. And I started just being like, give me three faces, give me three faces. And the Lord would get randomly give me three people. Some I knew, some I rarely knew. Some were artists that I'd met once or twice. And the moment that I let him give me a, a word of encouragement for them, and I had emailed it, texted, or phone called them, that thing rolled itself off my back and had to, and escaped right out the door. That is, um, so like for, for me, somebody explained, said to me like, hey, when, when it hits, I want you to ask the Lord to, to just put people on your mind that you need to pray for. There you go. I'm mm. telling you. Mm. And I was like, snap right off you. Okay. And so like, like I have a tendency to be the older son from the prodigal son story. Like, yeah. wait a second, I'm doing everything right. Why am I not getting the best portions of everything? You know what I mean? Sure. Like that kind of ends up being me sometimes. And when I get stuck there, like, okay, stop. Like I hurt my back again. Oh no. Like, Lord, why have you forsaken me? No, no. I want you to pray for the so-and-so who's got cancer. I want you to pray for this person that's hurting over here. Like, let's not even talk about you right now. And it's amazing how quickly yep. it changes. It's why he does it. It's why he does it. You may not have known that's why he does it, but it's why he does it. Because it's how it's how he fights hell off of you. Yeah. Good night. It's quite brilliant, actually. It is, man. Good night, fam. I hope you're, you need to listen to this episode a couple times. Yeah. This, this, this is, this is <laughs> going to be a, uh, this is a lot of rewind <laughs> material in here, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh. So, okay. You're the dive school. Yeah. You're still mm -hmm. doing that. I still am. We hit 12 years in January. And can you tell us a little bit about what, what that is and what happened. Yeah, dive is actually an acronym. Some people think I run a scuba diving school. <laughs> <laughs> I'd come. I would come. 
It's an acronym for Deep Innovative Vertical Expression. And I didn't start it off thinking, you know, anything that it's become. It actually kind of runs like a deliverance course in the first 48 mm-hmm. hours. But mm-hmm. but it really is creative. It's a creative expression. It's creative arts. Um, seven day, uh, right now it's a seven day intensive. We meet on a Friday. Everybody flies in on a Friday and they fly out on a Friday. It's a small, only take a handful of students at a time. And it's everybody from worship leaders, predominantly songwriters, worship leaders, because that's what I do. But we have filmmakers and journalists and dancers and artists. And, um, you know, really it embraces the whole creative realm. And my mandate, I think, from the Lord um, came from a conversation I had with him over 20 years ago when I worked two blocks, three blocks from Kurt Cobain's house in Seattle. And, and I had to go through police tape uh, when they found his body. And in Seattle at that time, grunge music had basically just kind of transformed my generation. It was a, it was a, it was just a phenomenon like the Beatles. It was this phenomenon thing that happened in in music that nothing was ever the same after that. It was a new wave of things that came through this new experience that, um, kids were having. And I was paying spiritual attention. Um, and when Kurt died, I started having these, you know, Kurt and I were born in the same month in the same year. And, um, I started having these these odd, wild conversations with the Lord about the creative arts. And he said to me, you are going to see the church not know what to do with artists mm-hmm. because the church has confined them to a department. And anything that lives and breathes the Spirit of God will always have creative expression on it that will have to leak outside the church. Um, the Bible doesn't say... Um, only go into the four walls of the church and preach the gospel. Stay in there. Don't get out. Just stay inside the church. Yeah. It actually says, go ye therefore unto all the nations. Yeah. That means we're going to have to mingle with lost people. Yep. And, um, and so I'm finding, and I started finding that the, that lost people weren't the thing, people that worried me. <laughs> it was found people that act lost that really worried me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. And so lost people actually inspired me. Lost people, um, I understood their pain because I understood that without the identity of any peace in Jesus, you're just going to be a, a, a wound that's just rotting open. Mm. And, and, and sometimes when, when people that know God know all the right answers, but their wounds are still rotting, it's like, buddy, what's going on here? What? And, and so I just started this whole search for, what was God saying about this? And and he just began to speak to me about what I started seeing years later on American Idol, which most of these contestants on American Idol and the voice are worship leaders from churches who, who can't seem to actually be fully satisfied in the, in the church. And to be really quite honest with you, I was tired of lame Christian movies with lame Christian acting. And I, I was thinking, if we're representing Jesus and he made the, the earth and you can't go to a high Sierra or, or the cliffs of a beach and not gasp at the absolute artistry of God, what are we doing mimicking God with such poor creative expression? And so I just started on this plight with how do we get saved and create beautiful things how do we get Jesus and partner with the creative 
and and do things that causes the world to gasp at its creativity. Uh, of what's happening right now with the whole Kanye West scene, because I think that's the conversation I had with God with Kurt Cobain, because he specifically told me, I am going to, and, and I don't know if you guys even know, you know, the, the inside story of some of Kurt's life and, you know, some of the, the words that, that, uh, the prophecies that were spoken over Kurt that God was going to use him. Mm. And obviously the enemy got a hold of him, but I believe that what he started was, was a, was an act of God. Like he, you can't give that over to the enemy. Our compromise can totally be given over to the enemy. Mm. Our artistry cannot. The Bible's very clear. One day every knee will bow and every tongue confess. That means whoever has written the most insane rap beat known to mankind, one day will have to bow the knee to the creator and say, thanks for the rap beat. You know what I'm saying? You know, we can put the, we can put vulgar lyrics to anything. We can compromise anything. That's a heart issue that we're encountering demonic activity and unrighteous, behavior, all those things. We can compromise our art. But if you strip the compromise out of our art, every painter that knows how to paint a landscape or paint, you know, uh, a human being or paint a pet or paint a house, that that artistry comes from Jesus. That comes mm. from the Lord. Mm. And I just think that we're living in this day when when the 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 language that we all speak fluently together I can go to the next Marvel movie and sit in a theater and probably 75 to 80% of the people I'm in the theater with are lost people. Mm -hmm. And we all love Marvel and we all have something in common. We love Marvel movies. We love action movies. We love romance. We love all those things. We have creativity in common with each other. Why wouldn't the Lord do an incredible revival with art? If it's the one language we're all speaking. And so dive is a culmination of finding these artists, bringing them back in this, in this place of saying, okay, so, um, what's, what's your, what's your biggest trouble? I just can't find the right lyric. Why can't you find the right lyric? You were made to find the right lyric. Why can't you find the right lyric? I don't know. I just, I, 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 my pastor doesn't allow me to do this. I'm not doing this. Or, or my mother told me I was going to end up in an insane institution. And so it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So let's talk about your trauma. Hmm. And then all of a sudden they start talking about their trauma. And it's like, oh, that's why you can't find the lyric because you're so condensed and reduced in your trauma that your trauma is actually suffocating your art. So let's. Wow. Let's ask God about the trauma because yeah. do you believe God can heal the trauma? Yeah, I believe God can heal the trauma. Then let's give the trauma to the Lord yeah. and let's see what God does. And in seven days, it makes me cry thinking about it. In seven days, I'm watching for 12 years. It's why I do it. It's why I keep doing this. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It costs me everything financially. It costs me everything emotionally and spiritually. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching these kids come in. I mean, these these twenty something year old kids with the most insane amount of trauma I have ever heard in my life, and they're on stages at churches leading worship. 
And I'm watching God unravel them like a ball of yarn in his mercy and his love. And the one thing that I'm just stunned by is how they could have been in the church for 10 years or how they could have been grown up in a Christian household for 15 years prior to that. And nobody loved them enough to unravel them. And I think that's the thing that has me in angst from sunup to sundown about this generation. I love the millennials and I love this, this, my kids generation. I have this love for them because they're the most creative, expressive generation that are so trapped in their own trauma and their own anxiety. And we're not parenting them through it as a church. We're not fathering them through it. We're not mothering them through it because the mothers and fathers have stopped getting free themselves that they cannot free their own sons and daughters. And I have had it. Mm. And I have told the Lord, I'm just like, send me the children. <laughs> I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a crusade orphans um, that have been left to, to just lick their own wounds and just to lead them to the fountain where the Lord can heal them mm. so that their creativity can actually start to, yeah, un, you know, unfurl. And that's, that's why I keep doing die. That's why mm. I, you know, it's almost like you bring them under the pre in under the pretense of it's a creative arts school. We're going to write <laughs> songs for Jesus. Yeah. You'll go back to your church and everybody will be like, look at her go or look at him go. And then they get there and they're like, gulp. You mean yeah. <laughs> God wants to, God wants to have an encounter with me. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had a student recently that, that, you know, we were praying over her and, and, and she, she just had this, there was this anxiety thing. And, and as, as sad as it is, she, she looked up at me in the midst of praying for her and she said, I want to keep my darkness. Oh my goodness. And I, I, and I could just see it was, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a stronghold and I cannot, that's, that's where it ends. It's like, I, I have no jurisdiction if you want to keep your darkness. Mm. Yeah. If you want to leave your darkness, I will rip that thing off you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but if you have already made a solid agreement with hell, I can't help you. Yeah. And, and I think it's the, it's the thing that, that, you know, it's the line we cross. And what's happening is, is these kids are getting further and further into this place where they don't know, they don't know that the packs that they've made with hell that, that, and it's all about stealing their gift. It's, I'm telling you guys, it's all about the only reason the enemy is doing what he's doing is because he knows what God is up to mm-hmm. and he is. Yeah trying to steal it before it's out there. So that's what dive is. To me right now, I'm on a crusade. Yeah, man. We <laughs> so, need it. We need yeah. it. Yeah. So that's what they call me, Mother Bear. Mama bear. <laughs> I love it. Hey, and let me just say, on behalf of worship leaders, thank you. Thank you for fighting for us and for mentoring us and um, calling us on the carpet when we need to be called and just Amen. thank you for what you're doing. We yeah, need, you're so welcome. We need you. We need you. And yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to talk with yeah, us today. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you'll come back sometime. Oh, yeah. Anytime um, you guys want me could, to be this real. This could be like oh. the encyclopedia. <laughs> I mean, this is... <laughs> oh, gosh. I shouldn't so feel powerful. like I have to apologize for that anymore. I mean, Not at all, so- man. 
Let it so. rip. We love it. You can't awesome. apologize. You, you guys need to great. apologize for speaking truth, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Rita. It's a deep dive, man. It is. It is. And so I hope you guys got a lot out of this um, because I think there's a lot of rich things in there that can really help transform your ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so a couple things. Black Friday sale. Still going. Yep. It's going through December 3rd. Love it. Um, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Correct. Rate, rate, rate. Yep. He's busy. Five stars. Anything else is uncivilized. And check out Planning Center. That church center app is free. Gratis. Gratis. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 56 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.